If you're a politics junkie, you need to be listening to the Election Ride Home podcast. Every day at 5 p.m., former This American Life contributor Chris Higgins reports from the campaign trail. Who's up? Who's down? What issues are getting traction and what do the polls say? Search your podcast app now for Ride Home and subscribe to the Election Ride Home podcast. Depression comes to all of us at times. I know personally, as I suffer from depression myself and have most of my life, But if you can't seem to get out of it, you're not alone. Call 1-800-273-8255. They'll show you a way out of your depression, even if you're trying to deal with it through drugs or alcohol. With the FMLA, you can take a leave of absence from your job and return to it once you've found help. Call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Stories and content in Weird Darkness can be disturbing for some listeners and is intended for mature audiences only. Parental discretion is strongly advised. It's bad enough when you have a scary, eerie experience. But it's even worse when nobody believes you, insisting that you're either lying or just imagining things. Whether you hear voices calling to you at night or come face-to-face with something that's not of this world it is definitely better when at least one person will back you up. Or else, you might question your own sanity. I'm Darren Marlar, and this is Weird Darkness. Welcome, weirdos. This is Weird Darkness. Here you'll find stories of the paranormal, supernatural, legends, lore, mysterious, macabre, unsolved, and unexplained. If you have a dark tale for me to tell, fact or fiction, you can share it with me at WeirdDarkness.com. And if you're new here, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Coming up in this episode of Weird Darkness, I'll share a collection of some of the creepiest, most unexplainable nightmare stories collected from a handful of Reddit users whose friends and family either mostly or completely dismiss as fantasy and nobody would believe. At times, these creepy stories sound too bizarre to be real, but every last person swears it really happened. Now, bolt your doors, lock your windows, turn off your lights, and come with me into the weird darkness. When I was a teenager, there was an abandoned mental hospital a few towns over. We used to urban explore it. One evening, we were walking around. It's pretty dark. We hear something, shine our flashlights to the left, and a dude's just walking down the hall, in the dark, no flashlight, in full scrubs. He doesn't say anything, doesn't make eye contact, nothing, just keeps walking straight ahead. We keep our flashlights on him until he turns the corner. We don't say anything to each other and we don't stop running until we get back outside. Once we're outside, we stop to catch our breath and discuss. All three of us saw it. It was not my imagination. 
no one ever believes us. I haven't told anyone this story since I was a child, because when I told my cousins what was happening, it scared them really bad, and it got me my second only whooping with a belt by my dad. Now as an adult, I don't mention it because I just don't know what it was, and I don't want other adults to think I'm nuts. When I was in second grade, I woke up one summer night, dead of night, to a woman floating through my window into my bedroom. Oddly, I wasn't scared. I just sat up and asked, what are you doing here? I remember she answered me, but oddly enough, the next morning I couldn't remember what she said or even what her voice sounded like. I couldn't even remember what she looked like. So next, I said to her, in true eight-year-old fashion, well, you better get going because my dad might wake up and then he'll be mad. She slipped out of my already cracked open bedroom door and I went back to sleep. Sounds like sleep paralysis, right? Wrong. The next day, I was really excited that I had my own fairy godmother and I named her Crystal. And I thought in my head, please come back, come back and wake me up at dawn so we can talk. I kid you not, the next morning, just as it was getting light outside, I hear someone whispering my name. I realized that this was real and she was a ghost, and I froze. I stayed as still as I could, not even able to breathe, and just prayed as hard as I could, go away, go away, go away. I could feel her right by my head. As I'm typing this, tears are coming to my eyes. Okay, it happened once. Coincidence, right? Nope. Every time I would get brave and say out loud to her before going to bed in my room, okay, come this time, I swear I won't get scared, she would come, whisper my name, and I would almost crap my pants in fear and never open my eyes. At this point, I'm thinking it still could be night terrors, right? I mean, our eyes have receptors sensitive to light that wakes us up, thus causing me to wake up at dawn and hallucinate this stuff. Well, here's where it all gets real. Next summer, I tell a friend that this is going on while we're camping together. She doesn't believe me, so I ask her to come tonight. We're sleeping in the same tent, and my friend wants to see for herself. At dawn, I hear her calling my name and my friend's name. We don't move. She leaves, and we both sit up, and my friend heard her too. She freaks out, tells her parents later that day, sobbing, and I get in trouble for scaring the crap out of kids with ghost stories. Later that summer, I told my cousin this story, and before that night, she freaks out, tells her mom, and I get my ass beat for telling ghost stories again. I just don't think about it anymore, and never when I'm alone at night. First, let me say that my friend is a completely normal guy and I've worked with him in the engineering realm for quite a bit. He's definitely a smart guy and doesn't have a screw loose, so to hear this story was crazy. It still left me thinking about things like the supernatural up to today. He moved into this house in Portland, Oregon, and it was a little off. When he first moved in, he heard some creaks and stuff, but it was mostly just old house noises. Then sometimes he could swear he heard footsteps or doors creaking open and closed. The most peculiar thing about the house was that even with all the shades drawn up and letting the sun in, 
it seemed the house was always dark. As some of the noises increased in frequency, so did some strange things. He asked his roommates about the noises, and they all had agreed that they had heard peculiar things around the house, too, in particular the basement. The basement had some stairs leading down, and from what he described, there were two rooms, the main room with the stairs in it, and another room attached that had an extra door in it on the opposite corner of the first door. He was a drummer, and he had his drums set up in the main basement room to practice drums. The first of the strange things to happen would be in his bedroom. He saw smoke-like stuff coming from under the door, and it started moving up toward the upper corner by his door. He thought the house was on fire as the smoke-like stuff began to cluster in the corner, so he opened the door and was going to bail, but when he opened it and looked into the hallway, the hallway was totally fine. No smoke. No fire. Then he looked back into the corner and all the clustered smoke had vanished. After that, some time later, he was in the bathroom taking a pee and he heard the door open. Without looking behind him, he says, hey, hang on a minute, I'm almost done. But the door didn't shut, so he finished up and then turned around to one of the most frightening things he had ever seen. Clearly, in front of him was an apparition of a young girl in a plaid dress, and he looked at her from bottom to top, and when he got to her face, starting from her feet, there was nothing there, and he could clearly see through her, just a blank face. He was so scared he said he didn't even remember putting his pecker back in his pants. He just shut his eyes and ran to the door that he thought was open through the ghost, but then he ran straight into it because apparently it was still closed. Frantically, he opened the door without really opening his eyes and scrambled to his bed, and he said he dove in like a little kid and held the sheets over his head until he went to sleep, terrified. Finishing this story, I have such crazy goosebumps. I promise you, it's not bull, but nobody else believes him. I'm going to preface this by saying I went to boarding school for six years. This boarding school was in the middle of a one-stoplight town and on a hill 800 feet up. The school used to be an old monastery. It was hundreds of years old and huge. Four stories, including a basement where there was a boiler room and long hallways. I used to be in charge of cleaning the gymnasium at night. Every student had a job that they had to do either at night or in the morning to help take care of the school. It taught you some practical things and all. Anyway, I was there by myself that night, getting ready to start sweeping the gym. The gym had two floors to it. The upstairs part was the weightlifting area, and you could see it fully from the bottom part of the gym where the basketball court was. As I stepped into the gym, one of the basketballs starts rolling a bit. I look around to see if any doors are open, and none are. I chalk it up to randomness, but see that it's continuing to roll. As I watch it, it makes a full circle around the entire gym and then stops right next to my feet. At this point, I am a bit scared, but figured it was nothing. I heard a creaking coming from the second floor, and I looked up. There was a girl there just staring right at me. As soon as I made direct eye contact with her, she bolted to the stairs that would take her to me. She let out a scream that I cannot describe. 
I was terrified and frozen in place. Thankfully, she didn't come to me but took a left and bolted through the main doors of the gym. They didn't open. She just went right through the doors. I noped the hell out of there. I told some of my friends, but none of them believed me. I'm walking home from a friend's who lives on a country road a few kilometers out of my hometown in March of 2001. Another friend's with me. As we walk, we both notice an orange light in a field a few hundred meters to our left. We both glanced at it, but both ignored it, putting it off as a tractor or farm vehicle of some sort. We keep walking when we both get a strong whiff of ozone. Both of us turned and looked at the field just in time to see an orange ball of light a few meters round rise and then rocket into the air soundlessly. We both stood still for a few seconds, then bolted like hell down the road, sprinting until we both nearly collapsed. We ran most of the way back to his place and told his parents what we'd seen. They pretty much laughed at us, and his dad suggested if we had seen anything at all, which he doubted, it was probably just ball lightning. No one else really believed us either, and there weren't any sightings reported in our local paper. I was walking to the local skate park when I turned a corner just in time to watch a seemingly homeless man against a building wall shoot himself from under his chin. I ran like hell, screaming. It was like a 10-minute walk-slash-run back to my house, at which point I told my dad everything. He calls the police and drives to where I said it happened. 30 minutes or so later, he comes back and says there was nobody there. No blood, no gun, no body, nothing. Three cops questioned me, and I got accused of lying at first, but the sincerity of my horror and detail led them to believe I was developing schizophrenia and maybe hallucinated it. I've never hallucinated a day in my life. This one is from a teacher of mine. He's a great guy, but he swears on his pride that this one is true. It was during his college days. He was living in an apartment with three other guys. They'd been living there for a couple of weeks when weird stuff started to happen. One night, they had some friends come over, so one of them had to sleep in the futon in the living room. The friend was woken up in the middle of the night for no real reason, but when he opened his eyes, there was a thin, blonde girl hunched on the ground next to him. Now, not much can make a 6'4", 250-pound tough guy panic, but this did. He just started hollering and yelling for his friends to come out as he grabbed for every square inch of the sheets. His friends thought he was just messing with them, but his face said otherwise. They just hung out for the rest of the night until they calmed down. They eventually ordered pizza, just because they were no longer tired. When the delivery guy got there, he was surprised. Hey, this was my old place when I was in school. My teacher chuckled. Hey, did, did weird stuff happen when you lived here? The pizza guy went blank. Oh, crap, you've seen her too? They moved out the next day. I have a little brother. He's three years younger than me. When I was in sixth grade, we were home alone during the summertime and playing around as brothers do. Wrestling around, chasing each other around the house, etc. Nothing out of the ordinary. 
I ended up chasing him into our parents' room, and we were throwing stuff back and forth at each other, having a little fake war across the bed at each other. You know, kid stuff. It popped into my head that it'd be funny to scare him by shutting off the lights. Well, there were no windows in our parents' room, so with the lights off, it's pitch black, except for whatever light creeps in from under the door. I retreat to the door and decide at the last second it'd be funnier to leave the room, turning the light out as I passed and close the door behind me, leaving him in the darkness alone. Maybe scare him a bit. So I did. I shut the door behind me as I turned the light off and left the room, turning around to listen to see if he was panicking and wanted me to come back in. But he didn't want me to come back in. What are you doing? I heard him say. Yes, he thinks I'm still in there, I guess. <laughs> he didn't see me leave the room, so I keep listening. Jacob, what are you doing? You're freaking me out. Please stop. Hmm, that's odd. I wonder what he's talking about. I keep listening. Jacob, I'm not joking. Get away from me. Turn the light back on now, or I'm telling mom that you scared me. WTF? Get away from me. Did he, did he just say get away from me? Laughing, I yell through the door to him. <laughs> Dude, I'm not even in there. He screams loudly, like he's been stabbed or something. I mean a blood-curdling scream. I freak out and try to open the door. It's locked. I didn't lock the door, so why is it locked? My little brother is still screaming, begging me to help him. Hurry, please! Now I'm panicking. I have no idea what to do. I'm like 13 years old. I weigh 90 pounds. I can't bust this door down. My little brother's in trouble. I have to get to him. He stops screaming. I try the door handle again, and to my surprise, this time it opens effortlessly. It's unlocked. I open the door and turn on the light, and I see my brother in the corner, crying. After some consoling and apologizing, I finally get him to explain what happened. He tells me that when I turned the lights out, his eyes hadn't adjusted to the light yet, and it was just dark. After about 20 or 30 seconds, his eyes started to adjust, and from the little bit of light leaking in from under the door, he saw me standing in the corner with my back to him when he asked what I was doing. I, from what he saw, turned to him and started walking slowly across the room toward him. I kept coming until I was standing over him, looking down at him. He said he couldn't make out any features, though, just a dark figure with a shadowy face. He saw a hand extend out towards him and grab his shoulder. The hand was cold and very strong, and it hurt him. When I opened the door and turned on the light, the figure was gone. It just wasn't there. I never saw anything myself. My brother is now 23 years old. I'm 26. And to this day, he will not talk about this event. We have friends who have heard the story through me and will tease him about it. He simply leaves the room, refusing to acknowledge it. He's admitted to me that even almost 15 years later, he is bothered by what happened that day. He still has nightmares from time to time. He still doesn't have any explanation for what happened. Coming up, more eerie, scary, horrifying, or terrifying stories from Reddit users who swear it really happened when Weird Darkness returns. I am an extremely busy guy, 
from the moment I wake up to the time I go to bed, I'm working. And one thing that helps me get through the day with the energy and focus I need is Dawn to Dusk from Brickhouse Nutrition. I used to crash every afternoon, even while drinking coffee all day. But then I began taking Dawn to Dusk each morning and boom, I had energy and focus the rest of the day without resorting to a high-calorie energy drink and without that jittery feeling that a caffeine pill used to give me. No sugars, no salt, no preservatives or artificial stuff, just the perfect blend of ingredients to give me a lift physically and mentally without crashing or giving me that jet lag feeling. Well, you can try it for yourself on the sponsors page at WeirdDarkness.com. In fact, you can save 10% off Dawn to Dusk and everything else on their website if you use the promo code WEIRD at checkout. That's WeirdDarkness.com. Click on the sponsors page and use the promo code WEIRD to save 10%. You know I'm already a fan of MyPillow, and I recently got a MyPillow mattress topper which has made a huge difference in my comfort each night. When I ordered mine, I also ordered another mattress topper for my bride. She sleeps in a separate bedroom because I snore and move around too much. But instead of using the MyPillow mattress topper on her own bed, she decided to let her best friend try it out. You see, her best friend had a stroke recently, and she is now forced to be bedridden. Well, the day after she put on the MyPillow mattress topper, her best friend told her, and I quote, "'You aren't getting this back.'" <laughs> so of course we are letting her keep it. And now's the perfect time to try MyPillow if you never have before. They're offering four pillows at once, two premium and two go-anywhere pillows, all together for one low price. And you can get free shipping if you use the promo code WEIRD. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special, and enter the promo code WEIRD to get free shipping. I grew up on the west coast of Ireland in County Galway. One night, when I was around 16 years of age, I woke up in the middle of a gale with rain pelting the windows and wind whistling through the cracks. Now, on this night, there was only me, my mother, and my sisters inside the house as my father was away minding the cattle due to it being calving season. Normally, I'd be helping him out pulling calves out of cows' vaginas and the like, but not so on this night. We had these spotlights to illuminate the outside of the house, and one of these spotlights shone directly up into my window, and even with the curtains closed, it would lighten up the room. The shadows of branches and long blades of grass would project onto the ceiling, and the gale, being what it was, caused a frantic wildness to characterize this night's shadow play. I watched the shadows on the ceiling and listened to the wind roar outside for a short while. In fairness, though, I was busting for a pee, so I sat up to take off my blanket and looked over at the door. Well, crap. My view of the door was such that I couldn't see from my bed into the hallway unless the door was wholly ajar. The door was only slightly cracked, but it was open enough to allow the width of a human arm, and there extended into the room was just that. The arm was pale white, and judging by the shape of the hand on the end, it appeared to be female. It had a classic shroud-like sleeve ending a few inches before the wrist. It waved palm-side down for about five seconds and then retracted. 
Now the gale and the lights, shadows, and all that was bearable. Even the arm and hand wouldn't have been grand enough. I could have pegged it down to sleep paralysis, but man, the way that arm retracted back into the hallway and the way the door handle moved downwards as the arm retracted it and the way the door slammed after it, I couldn't breathe. I began to roar and shout. I managed to get my bedside lamp on and covers off, and I began running around the room, opening the door of the hallway into nothingness. Not a soul awake in the house besides me and the ghost. I ran at 16 years of age into my mother's room, roaring my butt off about ghosts, and she woke up and blearily told me, shut up, you'll wake your sisters. Well, I calmed down and slept on the floor in my mother's room that night. Now, that house had been built by my parents, so nobody had died in it previously. Nothing else, even slightly paranormal, had happened in that house before or since. When I was about one year old, I was lying in my crib for a nap like a one-year-old would do. My mom came into the room to check on me, change my diaper if needed. She said that she found me standing up in my crib, looking at a chair that belonged in the dining room and saying, birthday, repeatedly over and over again. She was freaked out as neither she nor my dad had put the chair in there. Later that day, she was looking at her calendar and saw that it was my grandpa's birthday and he had passed away a few months previous. She swears to God that it happened, but I don't know if I believe her. When I was four or five, I saw a rubber Scrooge McDuck toy rotate by itself. I kid you not. There was this Explorer Scrooge McDuck toy that I got from a Happy Meal, and I really liked playing with it as a kid. It was maybe the length of a cigarette and had some stereotypical Explorer outfit and a mining pick that I continued to chew on until it looked like a mushy stick. Anyway, that unholy toy rotated and made a full 360-degree turn right in front of my eyes while I was alone in the room and standing five feet away from it. Naturally, I lost my mind. I carefully turned it so it faced the wall and I ran out of the room. I told my mom, but she didn't believe me. I was persistent, though, and she eventually got ticked enough to decide to throw out this vile toy. When we entered my room, Scrooge wasn't facing the wall anymore. I soiled my shorts, and Scrooge ended up in the garbage. I have no idea what that was all about. I've never experienced anything remotely weird in my entire life after that. I don't really believe in any paranormal stuff, even if I did, I have no idea what kind of an entity would choose a Happy Meal DuckTales toy to manifest through. But man, for the life of me, I can't explain this. I swear on my life, I am not making this up. A few years ago, I was in the kitchen with my sister and my mom, and I saw this huge spider. This thing was at least eight inches in diameter, just sitting on the back of one of the dining room chairs. I freaked out and pointed it out to my mom and my sister, but neither of them saw the spider. I turned back to the spider. It's right there in front of me. Can't you see this? I asked. As I'm looking at this spider, they both say there's no spider there, and my joke isn't funny. 
That whole incident still bothers me. I was 11 years old, playing RuneScape on my dining room desktop. Everyone else was in the living room. No cars driving by, nothing out of the ordinary, just a quiet night in the neighborhood getting the massive XP gains. Keep in mind, I'm not delusional and I have no reason to lie. Everything in the room was still as it could be. Everything was okay. But then, all of a sudden, I froze up in fear. I was just fighting some moss giants when I froze up for no reason. And then all of a sudden, the little table that I was playing on started to violently shake. I was frozen. Nothing else in the room was moving but this table. It was shaking so quickly and violently that my mom ran into the room just after it had stopped. She asked what the hell I was doing. She didn't believe me. Nobody did. Anyway, that has always freaked me out, and I still have no idea why it happened. Ten minutes later, I went back to get more XP gains. Nothing has happened like that since. When I was a little girl, I had anxiety-induced anorexia. After a year or two of starving myself because of an irrational fear of choking on food, I finally beat it. Only then, my fear shifted to night terrors. It turns out they weren't night terrors. I had this little black sheep thing that always manifested whenever I became stressed out or terrified. Sometimes it appeared without rhyme or reason. From time to time, it would appear out of the blue, all casually, as though it wanted to play like a pet dog or cat. My mother used to think it was just a figment of my imagination, until one day she saw it for herself, as did my brother. We get very uncomfortable talking about it. Sometimes, when I'm alone in my house, I hear scratches on the carpet, as though a dog were scampering along, quite loudly, too. Sometimes there'd be knocks on walls and doors, the usual haunting stuff. My most memorable memory of it was when I was home alone and I saw it scuttle into my mom and dad's bedroom, so naturally, as a curious child would, I followed it. It jumped onto their bed, onto the windowsill, and then jumped out the window, three stories high. What caught my attention most was that the screen hadn't been ripped or taken out of the window. My dog would bark at it occasionally. I was quite scared of it, even though I'm sure it meant me no harm. I really can't explain it, but I believe things like that don't often happen enough to be believable. When people would call me crazy or tell me I was seeing things, it was so hard to convince them that my mom brother and dog couldn't all be crazy too. But nobody ever listens to children. I have one. It's crazy, but funny enough that people always think I'm making it up, despite being able to cross-reference with two other people with the exact same story. When I was a kid, my brother and I used to visit our cousins three hours away. One time, our parents went out and left my brother and me with my two cousins. The older cousin had something else to do, so the three of us, probably 10 to 13 years old, were all on our own. For one reason or another, we were in my aunt and uncle's bedroom when I looked into the living room and, as clear as day, I saw a pair of my uncle's disembodied dress slacks dancing away in the living room. 
Obviously, I freaked out and called my cousin and brother over, and all three of us witnessed this happening. There's no way it could have been a prank because the legs were moving, dancing, and everything. There was too much dexterity for them to be controlled by a prankster. To this day, all three of us can corroborate this story. My cousin, who is now a missionary, even swears it happened. Despite the fact that it's far outside the realm of her beliefs, when we talk about it, she just takes a breath and says, yeah, I remember those dancing pants. Do you have a dark tale to tell? Share your story at WeirdDarkness.com and I might use it in a future episode. And if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, please click that like button and be sure to subscribe and click the notification bell so you don't miss future episodes. And if you consider yourself a part of the Weirdo family, please share the podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers and suggest they subscribe. Doing so benefits me by benefiting the sponsors. And please check out those businesses who are supporting the podcast. Visit the sponsors page at WeirdDarkness.com. If you'd like to support the show even more, you can become a patron for as little as $1 per month. All patrons, at any giving level, get a commercial-free early release of my daily dose of weird news the day before it's published anywhere else. Patrons giving $5 per month or more become official weirdos and get commercial-free versions of every Weird Darkness episode I post. Patrons at the $10 per month level or higher get more exclusive content, such as chapters of books that I'm narrating into audiobooks as I record them, often weeks or months before they ever hit retail or online stores. Learn more on the Become a Patron page at WeirdDarkness.com. Also on the website, you can find Weird Darkness on Facebook and Twitter, along with my personal Facebook and Twitter, read creepy stories or watch eerie videos I find online, and join the Weirdos of Marlar House Facebook group to hang out with me and other listeners of the podcast. Look for Weirdos of Marlar House on Facebook or click the link in the show notes. If you want to contact me through email or send me something through postal mail, you can find my info on the contact page at WeirdDarkness.com. And if you listen via Apple Podcasts or iTunes and you leave a review, I might read your comments here in the podcast. I got a review from NC Web Girl in Apple Podcasts. She said, Soothing and intriguing. I love this podcast. Your voice is perfect for storytelling, and I love how you are a positive light in the midst of the dark subjects you talk about. I'm also impressed with how you handle and respond to any negative feedback. Keep up the good work. And then a review in Apple Podcasts from Ashley Summer. She said, This podcast is great. I absolutely love it. I love that there are so many episodes I can just binge on. I love listening to the paranormal, the fictional, and non-fictional stories. I think what Darren does is great. Not only does he help entertain, but he helps bring awareness to daily diseases that everyday people are affected by, to let them know they're not alone. Keep doing what you're doing. You're helping a lot especially me. I do have a lot to do at work most days, and your podcast lets me visualize the stories and makes the time go by faster. I also recommended your podcast to anyone I can. P.S. The scripture at the end is awesome, too. Gives it a unique touch. 
thank you very much for those comments and reviews. I really do appreciate them. I love reading uh, letters, emails, reviews, whatever from my weirdo family. It really does mean a lot when you take a couple of minutes and send me something like that. So thank you to everybody who continues to do that. All stories from this episode are purported to be true, and they're all reported by users on Reddit. They were collected by Michael Choi. Music in Weird Darkness comes from Midnight Syndicate, Shadows Symphony, and Audioblocks, and you can find links to all of them in the show notes. Weird Darkness is a registered trademark of Marlar House Productions. Copyright Marlar House Productions 2019. And now that we're coming out of the dark, I'll leave you with a little light. Psalm 107 verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. And a final thought. Sometimes the best thing you can do is keep your mouth shut and your eyes open. The truth always comes out in the end. I'm your creator and host, Darren Marlar. Thanks for joining me in the Weird Darkness. As you know, I only endorse products I personally use, and recently I discovered CBD oil. See, I noticed my wife's aching hands, they weren't giving her as much trouble as usual. They were really hurting her, but I realized one day she wasn't complaining anymore. Well, it turns out she'd been using CBD products for a few weeks, and it was really working for her. Well, I'm not one for experimental cures or quote-unquote natural remedies. But I was in so much pain every morning in so many areas of my body, I just decided to give it a try. So I began taking 2,000 milligrams of CBD oil under my tongue each day. That's the only thing I changed. It took about a week, but I can honestly tell you I no longer wake up with pain. I was dealing with knee pain, lower back pain, neck pain, sciatica, and they have all but disappeared from my mornings. It's, it's amazing. And those terrible migraines that I used to get during the day, they are a lot less frequent and a lot less severe now. I'm really hoping if I continue this that I'll have fewer problems with my vertigo as well. I'll let you know if that actually does happen. I was so impressed I signed up to be an affiliate just so I could save money when I order it for myself every month. If you want to do the same thing, though, or if you want to try a product or two first, you can find a link to these CBD products on the sponsors page at WeirdDarkness.com. 